0: Five, four, three, two. Alright, I want you to imagine that you're living several thousand years ago and you're walking through the woods and you're out trying to gather food. You're starting to get a little low on energy. And then you suddenly come up on this beautiful bushel of berries. Edible berries. You know, it, it, Blueberries, strawberries, whatever it is that you want them to be, right? And you come up on these strawberries. The rush that goes to your brain is incredible. In fact, you actually get two rushes off of it. You get the rush of when you find it, That aha moment. And then you get the rush when you actually grab a few and put them in your mouth and eat them. Hey, I'm Rob Anderson of Neptune Warrior. I'm also the host of One Dive at a Time, the podcast where we talk about diving and life and psychology and veteran issues and being awakened by water and all this cool stuff and all these cool opportunities that we have around us. Tonight, we're talking about Where do you find your berries? And I'll get into that in a little more detail and ask that question and give you somewhat of a homework assignment, if you will, about where are your berries? Where have you found your berries this last week? So let me give a couple more uh, thought to this, okay? Because, you know, there can be a dark side to this. I'm going to give a very dark example, but I think think it's going to help with understanding What the dopamine rush is. So, you know, when we think about drug addicts, right, the addict actually scores twice. They actually get two rushes. The first one is when they're searching and they finally find their drug and they make that purchase. So they get the rush there. Then they get the rush when they actually do the drug, right, which messes with other chemicals. And depending on what it is, if it's you know, if it's ecstasy or, you know, whatever, right? I mean, there's there's different chemicals involved in that. We're going to focus on the, the berry part, the finding of the berries. For those of you who hunt, it might be stalking that animal and then finally finding that animal and then being able to, you know, fling an arrow, uh, fire a shot. If you're a fisherman, it's actually, you know, hooking the fish. All of those are dopamine releases. Today where dopamine releases are manufactured and marketed. So if you think about the way that eBay used to be set up, so if you're a long-time eBay user, you would actually go through this process of bidding on something, and finally you win it, right? Well, then they found a way to make that dopamine rush even faster with a buy it now. And that can happen on online shopping, whether it's Amazon or Alibaba or whatever, right? There's all these different ways that that dopamine rush you know, it's, it's that delay of gratification. All of a sudden, boom, it's there. And in most cases, it's healthy. Now, if you look back on an article that I wrote on NeptuneWarrior.org a few years ago, talking about uh, dopamine being a, a feel-good drug, so to speak, there can also be some downsides with it. And we're not going to focus so much on that in this episode, but you know, if if someone has PTSD or anxiety, dopamine can actually exasperate that because it's you know it, it, it can cause more hypervigilance, it can cause some paranoia. And and really the way that dopamine works, remember your your brain is immersed in chemicals and, and electric pathways. It's it's truly one of the most remarkable things in the world. And and we barely understand the brain, but we know a lot more now than what we did even ten or fifteen years ago. But dopamine is it? Think of it as being a chemical signal that passes information from one neuron over to the next uh, neuron. It it, it it you know has this space that it, that it takes up in between them, and when it's released from that first neuron, it it, it floats through the you know through that space or or that snaps uh, and and into the space between two neurons, and it and it bounces against those receptors, and then it sends. A signal to that receiving neuron, and I understand that's a very simplistic way to put that. You know, put a very complex process. But think of your brain as having this, these vast networks and pathways and super highways and and side streets, and and that just adds more to the complexity of it, right? But you know, but dopamine is it's that neurotransmitter. We've all heard about it somehow, some way. It's oftentimes called a feel-good drug. And it's something that in diving, we try to release in a positive way. And as I have always stated, anything we do in diving, I want to transfer back into the non-aquatic world. So identifying where you find your berries, what are those aha moments and diving. And then also look for that in your, in your day to day life, whether it's at your job, whether it's in education, whether it's in relationships, where are you finding your berries? I talk a lot about building gratitude sheets or in your, in your dive journal, not dive log, but in your dive journal of building gratitude sheets. And when we think about ways that we can release dopamine in a positive way, that's just one of several ways that we can release that dopamine. So if we look at things like building out a gratitude sheet, whether you do that daily, whether you do it weekly, whether you do it after a dive, it's important that you build in time to build out that gratitude sheet. Now by the way, I got, I got a great text message from one of my divers who had uh, and, and then it actually it, it, it turned into, it turned into a texting conversation, but basically the conversation went like this, and it was, "Hey, I, I really try to do a lot of mindfulness when I'm out diving." But I feel like I forget about it because I, you know, I come off the shore or I come off the side of the boat. I'm out diving. I'm checking out stuff. And I'm so focused that it feels like time just flies by. And what might be a 20-minute dive or even an hour dive, it feels like it's just moments. And that got me to asking some of the people I've been on some really cool trips with. In fact, I asked Brooks you know, hey, when we were diving in, in Rotan, what did that feel like? And she said, it, you know, we dove for an hour and it felt like it was just a few, just a few minutes, maybe like 15, 20 minutes. Well, getting back to my other diver, they were really concerned that they had not taken time to sit there and focus on every single thing. And that's exactly what you're so, supposed to do. And matter of fact, you're moving from from mindfulness, actually into flow. Now, I'm going to talk about flow on another podcast at a later time. But that's getting into flow. Because the things that they were talking about was, yeah, you know, I, I go off the side of the boat and, and you know, doing a drift dive or, or I'm hanging out and, and I'm seeing the dive master and I'm just kind of cruising along and I'm checking out fish and I see this and I see that. And I'm not scrambling around for where my, where my inflator, uh, you know, my inflate-deflate is at. And I'm checking my gauges and I just... It happens so automatically. Well, that is flow. And by the way, that does lead to really, really cool dopamine releases. But as far as having time to reflect, hey, you've got a three-minute safety stop that you can sit there and hang at 15 feet. And that is great time for reflection. In fact, a lot of times what I do on my safety stop is that's where I pull out my dive slate. I won't touch my dive slate the entire dive unless I absolutely have to communicate with my dive buddy or something. But I'll pull out my dive slate on that safety stop. And many times I will have questions on that dive slate that I can just fill in or throw some additional text on because that's a great way to capture how you're in the flow and getting those dopamine releases. So I talked about gratitude, but you know, as divers, we kind of have this inherent opportunity to release dopamine on a pretty regular basis. And, and And dopamine is healthy for you. So before I go in and talk more about the different ways as a diver that you get that dopamine, how you go and find your berries, there's a lot of, You know, there's a lot of positive things. I mean, you know, happiness is one of them. And when you're happy, that promotes uh, a healthy lifestyle. It boosts your immune system. It's a way to combat stress. And for our veterans and our first responders, the, the primary community that we reach out to here, having a way to counter that stress is so important. I mean it's important for everybody, but again, I mean our, our focus is on you know is first and foremost on, on veterans and, and first responders. But for everybody, it's a way to combat stress. You know, you go out on a dive on a Thursday night, it's for us it's you know typically mud, rocks and whatever adventure we decide to throw in there. But it's an it's an opportunity to again get that dopamine stuff. You're out on a dive and we're looking for little dingleberries, which are, are, little, you know, tiny aliens that we hide on, on one of our, one of our dives on our area 51 dive or on the cars dive, you're out looking for cars or on the booty dive, you're out looking for lost jewelry, all that kind of stuff. Right. And you find it's like, boom, wow, cool. I found it. That's a little dopamine release. And that's what we're trying to do because that, you know, again, promoting happiness, It's building out that healthy lifestyle. It's, it's building that immune system. It's combating the stress. It's making your heart better. Not just from an emotional state, but from an actual physical state. Happiness promotes healthy heart. It can help you live longer. It can be a pain reducer this last summer I had an opportunity to study with a few counselors that I brought in and I was putting them through what has now become aquatic awakening as we transition from breathe and move more into the psychological aspect and the healing aspect of aquatic awakening. And the feedback I was getting from that was, Hey, you know, I, you know, I had X, Y, Z pain when I came in and that, that prompted me to test it further on divers and start recording their pain on one to five scales for pre uh, pre dive, during the dive and post dive. And then three days after the dive and start tracking that and then taking it back to some of the counselor I was, I was working with. And it was like, wow, you know, this is this is some really interesting data that we're coming back with because of having those moments. And what we're starting to find is that the more sessions that we would do, the longer period of time before pain would return. Now, straight up, I'm not a counselor. I'm a coach and I'm a dive instructor. And I'm a guy who thinks that this stuff is really groovy. But I'm working with some doctors, I'm working with some nurse practitioners, I'm working with some counselors, and having them help me oversee the stuff I'm doing, and and the stuff I'm doing. And I, you know, I know I'll never publish this stuff, that's not, you know, that's not really the track I'm on, but what I find is it's really interesting on just how beneficial scuba diving is. Guys, for those of you who are divers, I mean you, you've got the treasure box here. You've got an opportunity for a healthier lifestyle. I mean, scuba is life is something that I hashtag a lot of times. And it, it truly is it, you know, you can go the path of just getting certified, right? You can go to an open water, you do four dives and you go off and, and dive someplace else and you dive like, I don't know, once every few years. Maybe you get a little more serious about it, and you do a lot of local diving. You dive, I don't know, six, seven, eight, nine times a summer. You go take an advanced class. You know, you go off and take an advanced class, and and hang out, you know, hang out on that. If you takes, you know, if you take one, out of a shop. You do, you know, three three dives on a Saturday, two dives on a Sunday, or if you do one, you know, that the I'm offering. It's it's a whole It's a whole aspect on on mindfulness, and that, that gets you a little closer to the healthier lifestyle. But you have got this amazing opportunity to live a healthier lifestyle, doing something that's very unique, and putting you in places where you've got, again, amazing opportunities to be much healthier, Learning to log gratitude, being active, making sure that you're getting enough rest, taking time to meditate. That's why I'm a huge believer on, especially my advanced class, of making mindfulness and meditation and just stillness is a big part of diving. In the Aquatic Awakening course now, that I've built that getting opportunities to, to meditate and rest. Eating healthy. You know, when you head out to the dive site, stop, stop swinging by McDonald's where I mean there guys, there are so many unknown sugars that you get in whether it's McDonald's or Arby's or even things that we think that are healthy. Brooks and I watched a, a, a show this last week. That was showing the effects of sugar in what is considered to be healthy meals and healthy snacks. You swing by the gas station on the way out to Lucky Peak and you're like, I need to make a healthy choice. I'm not going to do Coke, so I'll do an apple juice. And the sugars that are uploaded into into apple juice, even if you just take four apples and put them in a blender yourself, that's a lot of sugar. I mean it's just things like that, right? So, you know, so start thinking about how you, you know, how to eat healthier, how to meditate, how to be outside more, how to get rest, get more sunshine. All those things will cause positive dopamine responses or at least set you up for positive dopamine uh, responses. You know, it's making sure that you're getting the right proteins. It's making sure that you are You know, looking into things like uh, uh, probiotics, getting exercise, you know, diving, when diving done really, really right, you can get exercise, right? Well, you can either get exercise or you get moments of mindfulness, making sure that you get sleep. Did you know that when you learn something and when you learn something, two, two factors here, when you learn something and there's a dopamine response that is tied to it. So, for example, like in experiential education, there's a dopamine response tied to it, and then you rest, you actually learn more. That's coming from Dr. John Johnson on the education side, or the experiential education side, and Gareth Locke is the one who, and I'm not really sure of the source that he's quoting, but you can go look at Gareth Locke's work where he has quoted uh, other scientist and is showing that after studying that you get rest, you actually have better retention, you actually learn more. Other things making sure that you are getting good music or just music. You know, I guess everybody, you know, has their own their own taste on what good music might be. Uh again, meditation, sunlight, supplements, you know, look into supplements. Those are all things that help to set you up for positive, you know, positive dopamine. And, you know, it's just, you know, it, it, dopamine plays so many important roles in learning and attention, someone's mood, kidney function, blood vessel function, uh, actually, actually helping to get more sleep. Where do you find your berries? Where do you find your berries when you're diving? Where do you find your berries when you're working in your relationships? If your berries are going onto Facebook, making a post, and then seeing how many likes you get, because by the way, there's a dopamine release. Oh, wow, somebody liked it. That starts getting kind of addictive, right? And then what happens when you make a post and nobody, nobody even notices, right? Much less doesn't like it. So what are the berries that are the aha moments, right? Those things that make you feel good. It's like, again, you're going through the woods. And suddenly you come across those berries, What is it that's making you happy? Dopamine, that incredible chemical that's released in the brain that makes you feel good. It's good for your body. It's good for your brain. It helps to promote happiness. Wasn't around when he said it, but because it was around two thousand years ago, and in spite of popular opinion, I was not diving then. But Aristotle said something that still rings very true today: happiness is the meaning and purpose of life, the whole aim and end of human existence. Were you finding your berries? That's all I've got for this episode. Remember, as long as you've got air, you are all.